I'm Mallory Rubin. And I'm Van Lathan. Check out the Ringerverse podcast from The Ringer for all things superhero movies, nerd culture, and fandom entertainment. We have instant reviews and fun takes on all the latest news and more available now on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Hello and welcome back to Stadio Podcast. I'm Musa Kwonga. I'm Ryan Hun. Ryan, how are you doing? Um, in the words of David Byrne, same as it ever was. Thanks, Musa. Same as it ever was. How are yeah, you? Yeah. Very well, thanks. Very well. Yeah. You may ask yourself, ha ha, my beautiful flat, ha ha ha, my beautiful district, <laughs> and the days go by. No, you I'm look good, like, I'm good, I'm uh, good. I wish you were sat between two ferns. Really? Yeah, because you're wearing a roll neck. Yeah, yeah, I am wearing a roll neck. And I just want to read this line before we start, because we'll be talking about it later, but there's an incredible line from a James Horncastle piece about Milan from the weekend that said, between the <laughs> ferns in San Siro's press room, Pioli was asked what he felt grimacing in his roll neck. He pronounced one word, pain. James, didn't have to do him like that. Didn't have to do Stefano like that. My boy, look what they did to my boy. <laughs> oh man, we're going to talk about Milan later. We are. You know, can I say this as well? That, that, that defeat they had at the weekend is the first time I actually thought, yeah, Milan are in trouble. Yeah. It's, the, it's the first time, given the results they've had, the rough run of games, this is mm. the first time I thought, yeah, they're in a this bit of trouble. It's a big kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah, this was a lot. This was a lot. Yeah, we're going to do, uh, well, first of all, we hope everyone's staying safe and staying well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Some of you have been chaotic on Twitter over the weekend. We won't name names, but you know who you are. Oh, <laughs> I was, I was, joyful, I was, joyful chaos. No oh, really? fun chaos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joyful chaos. No, you don't know. You don't know. Right I mean, you know, people just, you know, slightly horny on Maine, but... Uh, oh, no! <laughs> it was, it was observed. <laughs> Boink. Yeah, some of the, the Insta stories have been cooking as well, but we're not, oh, really? we're not, we're not shaming anyone. Oh. <laughs> All good, oh, All, all good. you troublemakers. Absolutely. Listen, may you continue. <laughs> more power, more power to you. Just some quick bit of admin. There's only one right house this week. It's on Friday. No right house on Tuesday. Mm. Uh, but Stadio will be back again on, on Thursday two episodes of Counter Press like normal so go check the ringer.com uh, check the Stadio out just play this on Spotify and we're in London for Pod Live uh, you can come and see Musa Flo Ian and myself and myself yes yes did I say Musa? yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I did say did. Musa yeah, I just like saying I just, I just like saying myself. I was, I was ad-libbing. I was just like, hang, because he said myself, and I was just like, whoa, did I miss Moose out? That's, I was ad-libbing, like the Migos. You know, and myself, myself, like echo. Myself, myself. Myself, myself. Um, <laughs> at King's Place in London, yeah. uh, we're doing a little Stadio Writer's House counter press hybrid. Yeah, indeed. So if you go to sportspodcastgroup.com, you can go and buy tickets there. Cool. I think that's all the admin. The main things we're going to talk about today are, it's the most wonderful time of the year, Moose. It's the seven to ten days every year that we get that we start thinking, is there a Bundesliga title race on? <laughs> so drink it in. 
Savor yes. it because you never know when it's, it's going to stop being on. That's true. So enjoy it while it's here. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about whether the Serie A title race is done and mm. dusted after... Mourinho being release. slightly cheeky, but yeah, we'll get into that. Oh, what a change. It's <laughs> <laughs> 60. Carries yeah. on going. Um, we'll talk about a couple of other games from elsewhere around Europe, but before that, we'll just let's just do a quick FA Cup roundup because it was men's and women's FA Cup weekend in England. Noticeable or notable results. I would say, the. I mean, I didn't watch all of it, but the game of the weekend, I thought, was Wrexham 3, Sheffield United 3. Mm, Um, German commentary were losing their absolute shit over this game. (laughs) Uh, So much so that when Paul Mullins scored what they thought was the winner in the 86th minute, he just shouted, Hollywood! And that was it. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> uh, shouts to Blake Lively as well, who posted an Instagram story saying that she subscribed to ESPN Plus solely to watch her husband experience anxiety for like 90 minutes. I love that so much. Do that incredible quality that they game just, about like, football? They just, they just call yeah. each other out on social media all the time. It's really funny. I, th- this is, what I love about this is, you know, um, it was him, wasn't it, a few months ago that gave that in- incredible description of what football was. Mm, the anxiety, yeah. the despair, the joy. And I was yeah, like, yeah. this, he gets it. He really yeah, just they, gets they it. Yeah, they get it, it's man, amazing. those two. Yeah, but, um, love it. This was such a good game of football. A three-all draw. It's going to a replay. Sheffield United were down to 10 men. And uh, if you're going to send someone an example of what the FA Cup, what this kind of stereotypical FA Cup tie yeah. would feel like, this is yeah. definitely, this would be... And three-all, it's just such an iconic score. Yeah, yeah, slightly too dark, like lower league. Floodlights aren't super, super bright, like at the elite level. The floodlights, when like you have the, you have four shadows, you know, you got like four shadows. Yeah, the quarter. Yeah, because they're so high up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Stoke beating Stevenage three one on Sunday as well. But the the I mean the big result, Brighton beating Liverpool again this time two one. The thing about it is, okay, it's the big result because the Brighton are missing Caicedo, who's involved mm. in this sort of transfer battle trying to get um, the Arsenal transfer. It's huge they, in that perspective. I, they should keep hold of him as well because why would they sell him at this point in the season? There's just no way. With that momentum. But the thing for Brighton is like they were brilliant without him. Mm. This is the incredible, and this, 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 this is, is the encouraging because when they were without him for the Arsenal game, they got hammered. So. Right, right. And they're really impressive. The yeah. thing about Liverpool and Liverpool's defence as well, and you look at peak Liverpool and where they are now, and I said this before and I probably should say it for the last time this podcast, it really feels like Sadio Mane was the kind of electromagnet of so much of that team. Like so much of the connective tissue was him. Um, and I know they've got other challenges and problems. Don't get me wrong. It's not, it's not one simple thing, but they're just in a place of transition and Brighton are obviously resurgent. I think it is the biggest, how about, can I say it this way? It was the biggest result of the round, but it wasn't the biggest shock. No, 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 not at all. I mean, like it feels like a status quo result. It feels like that's where these teams are. Yeah, right to now. be honest, like Klopp would just be like, thank God we don't have to play that lot again. Because... <laughs> They, There's an element was, of teams was, was being it relieved. Was first game that they drew three all at Anfield? It was his first game, wasn't it? Um, of course, yeah, got I think, the hat-trick. God, I think and it then, was. And um, they obviously beat him at the Amex just a couple of weeks ago now and did it again. And I just think Klopp would just be like, no, I just can't be asked playing that lot. But if I'm being honest for Liverpool, I think that there were some there was definitely some green shoots in this performance, especially mm. considering the midfield they put out. There's by no means their first choice midfield no, 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 at all no, no. and I think that that's been the main problem for Liverpool this season is just the midfield along with the loss of Diogo Jota and I mean, they've been without Jota since October they've been without Luis Diaz since September you know, these are big injuries yeah right right this isn't saying anything that people don't already know I just feel that like they, they were definitely positive signs for Liverpool I think in this game yeah, compared yeah, to yeah. some of the performances that we, they've had in the past and I think that Listen, this season is just kind of damage limitation now. Regrouping the summer. They need Get a to good European qualification. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And just yeah. try and, same with Chelsea, really. Just try and focus Regroup. for next season. Yeah. But Brighton, unbelievable. Matoma's goal was just, Matoma or Osserman, which one was your favourite? Because they were very you know, similar, actually. It's, it's funny you say that because if someone had said to you that um, Matoma was probably not even going to score the most spectacular goal of the weekend, or volley, like I actually think awesome. I loved um, Mitomas, but I think the problem is that Gomez commits himself too easily to the dummy. Uh, I like, but the outside, the, the outside of the foot almost finish from Matoma is kind of amazing. I think Matomas is better because of the timing of the game and actually the yeah. deception. Yeah, because 
Osimhen basically is like mind blowing. It's like Van Basten type. It's mind blowing. It's like Van Basten level technique, but also because it's the first goal and it doesn't decide the game, and there's not as much deception involved as the Mitoma one. Mm. That dummy midair. Actually, Mitoma reminded me of Del Piero there. Yeah, yeah. there's oh a goal God, that Del Piero scores. Game. River Plate uh, Intercontinental Cup final. They beat them one nil, and um, the ball comes in from the corner, and Del Piero is sell. He gets like um controls it instantly edge of the box and rips it roof of the net. And it kind of mm. reminded me of that. Actually, congratulations quite, Bur- to, quite, quite Burkamp as well, actually. Yes. Congratulations to any of you who had Del Piero on the Stadio Bingo Monday mention. So, oh no. Oh no. Well done, oh, well done to everyone. Um, oh no. Sorry. Actually, Sorry. do you know what? That's a, that's a merch idea, a bingo card. And basically <laughs> the first person, like randomised names on a bingo card. And the first person that gets to complete all of the names on it wins a prize. Oh, we'll save it for when we roll out, roll out the so membership. We can, so true. <laughs> got to break even on that. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, deciding which is your favourite out of Matoma and Osterman's goals from the weekend is like saying, nice problem to have. Which yeah, one of you it? wants to have a billion and one pounds, and which one of you wants to have a billion? It's like, you know, I'll take the, I'll take the billion. Fine, take the billion one. Fine by me. Can't do that loose change. Saturday, quick run through. Also lost at home, 1-0 to, to Leicester. Tillemans had the wildest penalty in this game, like kind of like hopped off the turf and hit the post. And it was, it reminded me of some games that I, I don't know, it reminded me of a couple of penalties I'd hit at school. Oh God. Do you know what I mean? Just a bit like, oh, I thought that was going in and it just had a nasty roll. Uh, deflected winner for Ian Atro in that game. I missed the penalty in the cup once, so I'm not going to judge anyone who does so. He never took one again, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Leeds beating Accrington Stanley 3-1 in Accrington. Blackburn, Birmingham 2-all. Bristol City 3, West Brom 0. It's a good result for Bristol City. Uh, great game at Fulham. one all against Sunderland. And oh, did you see 15-year-old Chris Rigg come on as a substitute with his shirt tucked in? Looked like He looked very much like a 15-year-old who was making an appearance for a senior men's team. But oh, like, no, I didn't they see only that. had like adorable. one size of kits. Adorable. So he comes on, he scores what he thinks is the winner towards the end of the game. He comes on in the 86th minute and basically scores a winner in stoppage time. And there was someone slightly offside in the build-up. Oh no. I know, it was incredible. But, uh, oh, he looks, he looks, he looks so Because you know how in Sunday League, there's always that one player who's like way, way younger than everyone else. Who's like yeah, almost like somebody's that's son. That's exactly who's exactly like, the energy. Who's honestly. brilliant. Everyone's seen that play, he's brilliant. Like, oh my God, like, oh wow. Yeah. Like, and then you see their first touch, you're like, okay, now it makes sense. Really fun game, this. Uh, I thought some of them were great. Roberts and Diallo together were, it just looked really good. Um, Ipswich nil, Burnley nil, Luton drew two all with Grimsby. Sheffield Wednesday won Fleetwood Town one. I think that's the first time Fleetwood have been this far in the, the FA Cup. Um, Southampton beating Blackpool 2-1. Mick McCarthy's Blackpool. <laughs> Incredible. Iconic. Back. Iconic. He's, uh, he's back. <laughs> um, Spurs beating Preston 3-0 in Preston. Uh, Son's first goal in this game was absolutely incredible. Cuts inside, left foot. Straight banger. Dan Juma's happy as well. Dan Juma's got his move. He's got his goal. Incredible. Uh, and um, your beloved Man United. Casemiro and Fred should play up front. Listen, Tony Cruz-Samiro. See that second goal? <laughs> that second goal, there was a slight deflection, but still, like, that's an incredible technique that he put on that, the second mm. one. He basically side foots it from 30 yards because the keeper's wrong-footed. It's incredible. Like, and the thing about Casemiro is like, you see now, like, um, he never had the freedom to ball out like he's balling out for United because he was doing like other jobs. And it's so interesting to see players that come to other clubs. You see it with Zinchenko, to be honest, mm. where they're given a bit more license. You're like, oh, where were they hiding that? Well, never allowed to use it. You're like, it's all first touch, first touch. You know, you had to like hot dog. You couldn't, we couldn't really hot dog. You weren't allowed to. United looked like they were having fun. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. five minute existential yellow, second yellow for Andy Carroll. Do you think it was harsh, the second yellow? Because he, he kind of stopped the tackle way before he hit Casemiro and just kind of just couldn't stop sliding. It was just kind of like this the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> was it a, rep- was it a, re- a reputation red? Uh, I don't know. I think it was probably fair, but it was one of those where it's like, oh, he'd, he'd kind of, he'd, he was so late that he'd actually stopped the tackle. <laughs> he was just kept sliding. Yeah. <laughs> he was like sliding knees first in the end, I think what it looked like. And he was just kind of like, he's like, I can't stop these. You know, when you go down those, like what they called, like oh, those things that you, those blue things you used to put in the back garden, put a hose pipe on and just slide down. Oh yes. That's basically <laughs> what it was like. Yes. 
<laughs> that's, that's kind of what it, that was the vibe. But that's why I say apologetic red when the ref basically sends you off and they're like, I kind of have to do this. Like the Booba Cup one. Well, let's just say that uh, Andy Carroll didn't look like he was accepting the apology. He was not <laughs> a happy bunny about it. So your beloved Reds are through to the next round. My beloved Reds are not. Mm. Um, not entirely unhappy, though. Not entirely unhappy. Let's get real. No one ever really wants to lose football games, right? Mm. If you're in a position like this and you're in with probably the best chance to win the league in 18 years, you have to prioritise it. The team said that. The team that Arsenal sent out showed that. Heavy rotation. Played pretty well. City were good for that opening period in the second in the second half. Got the goal. Grealish did really well for the goal. Um, yeah, very well actually. Beautiful. I mean, a lot of God, lot of talk was well. made. A lot of talk was made about um, Lukonga not tracking Alvarez. I think that I think there's a there's a lot Saka, going on. Saka there. switches off ever so slightly as well. I think. Yeah, but at the same time, even when Grealish has the ball, I think a bit too much is made of both of those because even when Grealish has the ball, he still has a hell of a lot to do. Mm. And actually. Grealish's reverse pass through the gap between two players that Ake is spectacular. And it's not really given enough props. Like it's kind of a Modric level pass. It's beautiful. It's really good. Because yeah. all of a sudden it's the weight, the turn. And it, it's funny for Grealish because he has not had a, obviously a spectacular turn in terms of results, goals and assists, you know. But every time he comes in for City in these really big matches, if you look at his impact against United, you look how quickly he earns yellow cards. Hmm. Grealish basically, there's, if there's a stat for like how many yellow cards Grealish basically earns against big players in big matches, it must be off the scale. Grealish like will get you a yellow card off one or two of DMs of the opposing team mm. and will make big gaps. So yeah, shout out to him for that. Just because I know he's been having a difficult time with the goals and assists at the moment. Um, but yeah. But yeah, City, um, City good. City, yeah, City almost a result that both are happy with because I think yeah, City, I think so. yeah. Pep wants a trophy. Yeah, Carabao's gone. And I think the Southampton thing was a big shock, actually. Mm. I don't think that was at all what Pep wanted, desired, because he put a decent team in Carabao. So yeah, City after the FA Cup and see what they can get in the league. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's just quickly round up the Women's FA Cup as well. Um, big wins for Spurs, 5-0 over London City Lionesses. Great game between Chelsea and Liverpool. Sam Kerr hat-trick. Birmingham City beating Everton in Liverpool, which was a good result for them. Man City beating Sheffield United 7-0. Man United beating Sunderland 2-1. Sunderland did okay in this game. Arsenal beating Leeds 9-0. Brighton beating West Brom 7-0 away. Uh, West Ham beating Wolves 2-0 and Wolves. Reading beating Leicester on penalties. And Villa sticking 11 past Fylde. But yeah, FA Cup weekend. This It's still not over. We've got a Monday night game. Yeah, I know what you mean. All this kickoffs and then like the final yeah. score. Final I score. Can I say up. I would love to read final score just once. Merthyr Tidville 2. Morecambe. No, you don't need to put on a, a voice. Just do it yourself. Do it now quickly. Can you just Three. read? Can you just read two? In fact, we'll save it. We'll come back from the break. You can do it for the Bundesliga. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Okay, and now with the classified results of the men's Bundesliga, Musa Okwonga. RB Leipzig 2, BFB Stuttgart 1. Freiburg 3, Augsburg 1. Head to BSC 0, Union Berlin 2. Mainz 5, BFL Bochum 2. Hoffenheim 1, Mönchengladbach 4. Werder Bremen 2, Wolfsburg 1. Bayern München 1. Freiburg <laughs> Eintracht 1. <laughs> Schalke 0, Köln 0. Leverkusen, nil. Dortmund, two. <laughs> so much fun. Not going to lie, I didn't enjoy that as much as I thought I would. <laughs> <laughs> Cut it all out. <laughs> Cut it all out. <laughs> I'm just kidding, by the way. I loved it. <laughs> Can I say, actually, if we're going to talk about Bundesliga, should we talk about Bundesliga? Uh, let's talk about the Bundesliga because rumours are there's a title race. And the reason for that is because Bayern have failed to win the first three league games of a calendar year for the first time in 16 years. Three draws after the break means that 
There are just five points between Eintracht in sixth and Bayern, who are top. They drew with Eintracht at the Allianz on Saturday evening, the top spiel der Woche. And, I mean, what do you think? What do you, where should we begin? I think Eintracht, <clears throat> Eintracht a good value for this. I think so as well. They were very good value for this draw. And actually, I think this result is more worrying for Bayern than the draw against Köln. I think it's more worrying because Köln, what? They got the early lead. They went 1-0 up after four minutes and they held out and there was a Bayern onslaught and Bayern got the late equaliser through Kimmich. Mm. Whereas this time, Bayern took the lead through Sané and they couldn't pull away. Frankfurt absorbed every punch and people will be watching this and thinking, hang on a minute, there are gaps here. Mm. Kamada, the, the, the goal that Frankfurt scored is going to be studied in labs across the Bundesliga. You mentioned Kamada though, he changed the game. I thought. Classic, classic mm. Glasner. The counter here is spectacular. Mm. When Kamada receives the ball deep, the run that, actually I've mentioned Burkamp before, but the run that um, Mwani makes across the top of the defence is like, it's like peak Perez or peak Jungberg. Mm. It's incredible. Yeah. Draws all these men on a switch. Kamada plays the reverse pass and then Apamakan, who's had a great game to that point, gets absolutely cooked. Mm. Absolutely cooked by Mourani. Mourani, who had a spectacular game, by the way. Mourani, yeah, Mourani's been in good form. We've talked about this. You know, like the players that had incredible World Cups and who've come back red hot from Qatar. Like, bear in mind, this no is a fatigue. guy who didn't even think he was going to be at the World Cup. But if you think, isn't it wild, isn't it? You think about, mm. we're worried about the World Cup and fatigue and everything in terms of the headspace, like the mental, not just the physical, but the mental. Like you've lost the World Cup final and you come back like that absolutely on a revenge mission. Mm. Mourani was doing things. We know he's technically gifted, right? But the confidence. Mm. The pass that I mentioned that Grealish got for um, Ake's winner, Mouani does an incredible piece of skill out on the flank and then pops the ball through the gap, similar to Grealish against Arsenal in the first half. And I was like, this man is cooking. Mm. And the thing that Eintracht did so well was they basically showed other teams in the league that if you continue going at Bayern, there's joy. Bayern have drawn, mm. I think, seven matches. They've only lost one. They've won 10 and drawn seven. And those draws, this is the thing. They're not the overwhelming force of old. The absence mm. of Lewandowski, you've got Chupa Moting in there. It's not to knock him. It's more of a kind of systemic thing. Bayern are a little bit goal shy yeah, they are. in the big games. And that, I think, is what could really hurt them. There were signs of it last season where Bayern looked mega, mega rusty, but Lewandowski would just bring them through. Mm. If you take that out, it's just, put it this way, Bayern have the quality to still beat teams that they should beat. Yes. But it's kind of similar to the Man City thing, but the reverse or the inverse, I suppose, is that City are getting used to having a number nine who can just put teams away when the game's tight, whereas Bayern are, are struggling to put teams away with the removal of someone like a Lewandowski. I think Chupa Motang, like you mentioned, is like, has actually probably, I think overall, people who've watched him every week this season, I think have realised how impressive he's actually been for a yes. guy who I don't think Bayern would have expected to lead the line, um, especially when Sadio Mane went out. He's done really, really well. Mm. We're big fans of Chupa Moting, but he's not yeah. the absolute elite Lewandowski level number nine. He's not. He's are, not. Right? He's not an Oss, He's not Ossiman. He's not. No, like, okay. no. But, and that's, but, who, really, but who is? But who is? He's almost like a, a facilitating number it's nine. A, it's, a, it's a vague horse, like, or like a yeah, Giroud, or even a Giroud. Like, yeah. yeah, Giroud. Yeah, Giroud I think yeah. is a is a, is a more apt kind of comparison because he will just like do what needs to be done for the team, even if it means that he doesn't get on the score sheet and cops a load yeah. of shit for it. Totally. Yeah. But in just some like. The, you know, these are the Europa League winners. They're a team that have, they're into the knockout stages of the Champions League. Eintracht are no like no clowns, no clowns, no, not yeah. at all. And just in games like this, this is where Bayern have occasionally come unstuck this season. They're struggling to fire up after the break. Now, I think like playing Leipzig, the Leipzig game, you can kind of be like, what's well, Leipzig? Marco Rose has gotten playing well. They're on the recovery after the Tedesco stuff. They got a good squad. Kung could be tricky. Yeah, definitely. But I think that's less, that's a less damaging result than this one, I think. The thing that, that's I more think. damaging about the result is that it's the third one. Mm. It's the third time that they've done this in a row, which then means that... There's a I systemic mean, problem. If it, but to be honest though, it feels like we go through this every year that like few results will happen, like bad results will happen. Salahamazic or Oli Khan or someone like that will come out and just start talking shit. Like Salahamazic last week was talking about um, like calling out a load of players. Serge Gnabry copped a load of heat for going to Paris Fashion Week on a day off. 
Salah Hamasic did the whole like, why are you going, why are you doing this? Why are you mucking around your day off? Like rest. And to be fair to Gnabry, he was a bit like, yeah, I probably should have, shouldn't have put that all over my socials. Yeah, the but optics still, are really good. Yeah. Serge Gnabry going to Paris Fashion Week is not the reason why they didn't beat Cole. No. Do you know what I mean? It just feels like we have this every year with Bayern, especially in the recent years, that any sign that they're not going to win the league, it's just like, Everyone what the on it. fuck are you all doing? Yeah. But actually, even though Bayern are an absolute behemoth, it's not unthinkable to think that they might struggle through a, a very odd, all over the place domestic season. Yeah. In, a, in, a, in, in what is essentially a transitional year because... Three key injuries, Goretzka, out. Yeah. Goretzka, Neuer and uh, Lucas Hernandez all out. Um, and then Sadio obviously Mane. Sadio Mane's out. Yeah, he's, he's on his way back soon. But yeah, I thought Eintracht were more than good value for that, even though they, they conceded all the ball to Bayern in this, like, well, not all the ball, but the majority of the ball, but they, they looked dangerous. They felt like they gave them what they, you know, there's ones, those games where each team had exactly as much of the ball as they wanted. It felt like one of those actually. But what I loved about Kolomorani's celebration was the absence of celebration. He mm. was just like, I saw, I saw that face and I was like, this man is ready for the next level. The look he's, of celebration, yeah. he, he, he was just like, this is just what I do. Yeah, he looks like he, a guy who knows he, now that yeah, he's, he's, like, he's yeah. danger. He's like, you know the name, you know the name. <laughs> Randall yeah. Colo Morani, it's incredible. Just, he's a bad man. He's an absolute Beast bad man. man. Bad man, absolutely. Um, Bayern are only a point ahead of Union now, who won the derby again. Uh, Super maybe. impressive. They were just, wow. do you know what, the, the, the thing that I think was alarming for Hertha in this game is that it didn't ever really feel like Union got out of like third gear. Mm. Which I think is worrying. You know, we talked about goals to highlight for this weekend. Union's second goal was a masterpiece. So good. It's a counter-attacking <laughs> masterpiece. The commentary as well was incredible. Mm. It was like, yeah, the German, he said, the Union game, very simple. Like, great defence, no, very solid in defence, strong in attack, edge of the box. I think two challenges led to the, um, they repossessed the ball. First tackle was a block tackle, which um, they tried to call back for a penalty, but on review, they were like, no way. That's oh yeah, a I'm Gadeira. I'm running yeah. Second tackle, claims control. Then the break happens. Gerardo Becker gets like, Serdar basically puts in a really bad foul on the halfway line. Mm. Felix Brick plays advantage. Gerardo Becker cuts down the flank and squares it. It's a really them. lovely goal. It's a gorgeous goal. And actually, it really emphasised the level of control. If you wanted a moment from the match that emphasised the control that Unan had over this game, controlling the tempo of the game, the opposition, but also just the kind of the crowd taking all the heat out of that game. Like there was a moment in the first half where Serda makes a tackle and celebrates it like he scored. And it was like, whoa, this like proper Derby energy. And Union just took all the heat out of that. Extremely impressive. And uh, Freddie Bobic sacked after this. Yeah, man, he's gone. Yeah. Um, there's a case so, yeah, study to be done on Hertha, and I'm not sure today is the time to do it, but maybe no, we'll no, have no. to do it later on in the season. It's a podcast of its own, to be honest. They're four points off Augsburg in 14th, and they're, they're two points, three points off automatic safety currently. Mm. Um, you know, Stuttgart have hired Bruno Labadia, who's ex-Hertha coach. And <clears throat> they've got Bochum above them in the relegation, the playoff spot. But it's, they just, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm just, I just really worry, man. That's three defeats since they came back. Three straight defeats. Um, they've shipped 10 goals. They've scored one. They need to, they've got Eintracht away next. It's like. Horrible. It Horrible doesn't get run. any easier for them. Yeah. But, you know, with the Bundesliga, you just never know. For example, who would have thought Werder Bremen would have beat Wolfsburg 2-1 on the weekend after the, the run that Wolfsburg have been on? Six straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Wolfsburg, and, Wolfsburg just couldn't get into. No. Into their routine, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, mine's beating Borkham 5-2 and a big win for Gladbach away at Hoffenheim 4-1. Um, but let's go back up to the top of the table because Freiburg beat Augsburg 3-1. That was a good result for Freiburg who had uh, looked like they were not wobbling, but like... Wob wobbling's, wobbling's fair, wobbling's fair. Yeah, I mean, I that, that Wolfsburg defeat was massive on the first match day back and then, you know, drawing, drawing against Eintracht, not bad. You know, like, they, they basically did what Bayern did. But getting a first win of the... Uh, if the new year under their belt was massive for them. Like I say, they're only three points behind Bayern. They're in fifth. A title race. A title race in the Bundesliga. Hmm, how interesting. Yeah, well... Given uh, comments from certain quarters. Yeah, but this <laughs> happens all the time. Yeah, and also, of course so it's it does. Like, I'm, I'm, if, being, if I'm, being, I'm being silly. I'm being if we're silly. talking about this kind of gap in what, April, then, I mean, like, 
you know, Tom Hanks from Green Mile gif. And to be honest as well, that we're a bit catfishy. Look, I love Dortmund at the same time. Look at this result, set of results. This is so chaotic, Ryan. Played 18, won 11, drawn one, lost six. And they're three points off the league title, off, 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 off the top of the league. It's so chaotic. Well, can we talk about Dortmund very quickly? Because they uh, it was yeah. the first start for Sebastian Haller on the weekend. and Jude Bellingham with another masterclass. Yeah, but first goal, uh, Bundesliga goal for Adiemi. Yes. Took a while, but well worth it. It is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Jude's just, every week I feel like we're talking about how good Jude has been, but he was captain yeah. again on the weekend. He just looked mega. Good result for Dortmund. So, so they got good. They've so, so next. Good. RB Leipzig beat Stuttgart on Friday night. Uh, two goals from Dominic Zobersleit. Both, well, the first one, the first one take a bit of a, oh no, the first one's that free kick that kind of bounced right in front of Florian Muller. Those are always nasty. Those are always, they're, they're difficult to deal with, man. Um, second goal was good. And uh, they're he's, a, he's just a wonderful player. So he's a great player. Uh, they look pretty good, RB Leipzig. They the do, moment. they do, and they do. They're energised. I'm quite impressed with how Marco no noise. Rose is just, yeah, no Marco noise. Rose is just kind of doing his thing, you know. Werner's back in there. I think I chat, chat to um, our friend actually, Lee Davis, uh, yes. who's living over in Leipzig, and he said, you know, just they're so happy to have Werner back. Mm. No issues with the the Chelsea spell. Everyone understood why he went, but like, I, I'm just so happy to see him happy. He's a good and footballer. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But just also like, and then you know, who would have thought that people would be sort of rooting for Leipzig to make this uh, a real title race? But they have made it one. They've yeah, made it one for sure, yeah. yeah. Um, Schalke drawing nil nil with Köln on Sunday, but that's a good, that's kind of a good result for Schalke, to be honest. And that's a, that's a great result. Given what Köln have been doing Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and yeah. we mentioned uh, Dortmund beating Bayer Leverkusen 2-0, but we should mention actually that before Adeyemi's goal, uh, Bayer Leverkusen looked really, really good. And actually that opening half hour or so, Dortmund were really struggling with them. Mm. And under um, Jabby Alonso, they've looked really good in spells. And Considering, I think that there's, that squad needs a bit of work to fully become, to fully grasp, I think, the kind of football that Javi Alonso wants to play. And they also had Vietz missing for a bit. They, he's doing some really good work over there, right? He really, really is, man. For his first yeah. senior coaching job, I mean, we kind of loved that anyway. Yeah. But um, they're just slowly, slowly ticking by. That's their first defeat since the return of the league. But yeah, man, the Bundesliga is, it's just, Fun, man. Like, how can how you not? Like, you know, you come back after half time, you got the away fans just setting it, lighting up the pyro in, in the away end, smoke filling the Olympia Stadion for the like second half. What, what else do you We're need? We're going through Alexanderplatz in the opposite direction of the Derby because obviously everyone's going out to, um, actually, the, the train line was down between Oskarovitz and Lichtenberg, the kind of the big sort of connection between east and west, really. So I was going the other direction, I was going the opposite direction. Um, to the Hertha fans as they went to the Olympic Stadium, the Union fans. And it's just so lovely seeing two sets of fans, no squabbling, no aggression between them, you know, rival colours all on the same train carriage and just that vibe and that energy. It adds so much to match day. Mm. I absolutely love it. So yeah. Um, yeah, shout out to Derby Day in the Bundesliga. There was some drama in Serie A this weekend. Oh my God, all the drama. Should we give me the lead leaders? Yeah, we have to be in the lead leaders. I mean, there's a lot that happened elsewhere, but let's start lead leaders. So Napoli 2, Roma 1. Mm. Wow. Okay, a triumph Great of... Great game of football, this. A triumph of resilience, really. Roma came out. And this is the thing. Mourinho's Roma. Mourinho does not, I think, get enough credit, given his reputation for defensive football. A hallmark of Mourinho teams, actually, over the years, has been absolutely surging out of the blocks early on. And Roma came out. Roma came in hot mm. early in this game. They were really, really impressive. And so for Napoli to take the lead as they did, it had to take a spectacular strike. And James Horncastle made a really interesting point. He said all the talk about Mudrick and that transfer saga and not a single international mention of Quarat Scalia. Quarat Scalia. <laughs> oh my Dude. goodness. Look, this is a, you're talking about market value. Like, and rightly so, if Napoli were like, if you're going to pay that for Mudrick, you got to pay 120 for Quarat Scalia. Easy. He's, he's 21. And he is out of this world. I wanted to talk about him actually because I feel like there was a moment really early on in the game that played a major part in the actual goal. So he cuts down that left-hand side in the, uh, really early on and, and he cuts back inside. Right. And then for the goal, he does this little movement where I feel like 
Roma think he's going to cut back inside again because he'd done that once or twice earlier on in the half and instead he goes right. down the byline, gets that great pass off. Who laid it off for him? Was it Zielinski? Zielinski, yes. Lays it off. Who was, who was again? No, I think it was Mario Rui. Oh, no, you're right. You know, it was. He does this almost like a one-two with Mario Rui and he's down the byline and he's gone and he clips it with his other foot, like his left foot over to the back post for, for the awesome goal that we talked about, which is fucking unbelievable. But just... Like, they remind me of, like, peak Sancho and Haaland at Dortmund, those two, because they just, they just combine, like, it's automatic. They combine in a different way, and they're very different players to those two, don't get me wrong. I'm, it's not like for like. No, I, I've, no, I've got a different, no, it's so funny you should mention this carry-on. I had another thought, actually. Because it's just, it's just yeah. the way that they, they seem to always know where they are on the pitch, right? Which I think is, yeah, professional footballers do that anyway, but there's like a, there's a connection there between them. You see that connection, which bears such fruit in the early stage of the season then start to kind of like spread throughout the squad and there were moments at Dortmund with Sancho and Haaland where that happened right and all of a sudden Dortmund were like fucking hell like when they went and won the Pokal like yeah it was it, and it's something that I feel like if you looked at Napoli early on in the season right when they beat Liverpool for example mm. everyone was just like what holy yeah, shit like this Napoli this? lot are good this? but they expect them to burn out right and the more and more it's gone on, the more and more in a way, it's kind of reminded me a little bit of what Arsenal are doing because yeah. Osman came off in the second half and Simeone came on and scored the winner and Osman was celebrating more than Do you know, he reminds me. Anyway. He's like a Venn diagram. No, no, I love that you've said this because as you're talking, I'm thinking he's like a Venn diagram, like a crossover of Yanis and Tetsukumpo and Gabriel Bettistuta. Like, wow. And the reason I mention this is because when you look at like, I was looking at Quarrett Scaly going, who does he remind me of? Who does he remind me of? And I was thinking, if Rui Costa went back to the start of his Fiorentina career and said, I'm going to shoot more this time around. It's like that. Wow. Does that make sense? Because the way that um, Pirate Scaler dribbles is like this kind of socks down, Just, I'll go, at, I'll go yeah. at you and like look for the gaps and I'll like hunt the gaps. And the one difference him and Rui Costa, Rui Costa was like, didn't shoot as much, not because Pirate Scaler is greedy, he's not, but it's because he was feeling about his theater, but because Pirate Scaler has an incredible threat of, he can finish so well. And Rui Costa could finish, no question. Because he can finish and he's so devastating, you have to pick your poison. You're like, okay, I'm going to let him score or the other man score. And when I mentioned Batistuta with um, Osimhen, the reason I make that comparison is because Batistuta's technique was greatly underrated because his finishing was so powerful and because he was so strong. And so very often Batistuta, they'd be like, oh my God, like he just hammers it. But actually some of his best finishes were really deft, mm. really elegant. And I saw a lot of talk about um, Batist uh, Osimhen by a lot of people who don't watch him very often, who are like, oh yeah, a bit raggedy, not that technical, but you know, and I just thought, hang on a minute, you don't watch this man. You don't actually watch Osimhen properly and you see how the man draws double, triple coverage, right? Mm. And Serie A is a much more goal-laden league than it was before, but some of the defending is still of elite quality. And for a player, of the, if a player is unskillful, he does not routinely draw two, three players. That is a compliment only reserved for the likes of Vlajevic yep. and a couple of others. Um, and sorry to cut in just very yeah, quickly, yeah, but before you yeah. go on, I actually had a, a live recording of Kravatskelia going down the wing, one-on-one -on -one with a defender. Oh, wow. Go for it. Six million years to die. Choose one. What am I trying to do? Oh my God. <laughs> Made my day, made my day. Quava ranks. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, it's so good. Oh my God. Okay, you're making me cry. So, Osiman gets the opener. <laughs> Roma, <laughs> Roma with incredible. just popped in my head. <laughs> incredible. Roma with incredible um, pressure. Ibenez coming close. Some great defense um, by Napoli. And like the other side of the game doesn't get credit free-flowing, but also very resilient. But the breakthrough comes, El Sharawi, who's in contract year, his contract's at the end of the season. Good goal. Great equaliser, 50 minutes in it. And here's the thing about Napoli that's different. This is the new thing about... Mourinho mentioned prior to the game, he's like, they've already won, he's a bit naughty being, they've already won Serie A. Well, he didn't mean that, but he was trying to kind of like do the mind game thing. And he was like, look, Napoli have already um, won Serie A, great coaching, great recruitment, great squad, and they play so well, they've already won Serie A which was being slightly sarcastic because journalists were kind of anointing him already. But he was right in terms of the squad because the moment El Sharawi scores, they take off maybe the two best attackers alongside Quaratskalia. They take off Lozano and Osimen. They bring on Raspadori and Simeone, both brilliant goal scorers for club and country. Um, well, Simeone not for country, but Raspadori for club and country. 
and they put together a sequence. They score five minutes in the end. Simeone scores an absolute beauty. And the passing sequence that leads to Napoli's second goal is out of this world. Mm. And I think what I love about some of the football this season is elite teams have been rewarded for playing beautiful football. If you think how often you've seen like a big team score a crucial goal and it's been because they were patient. It's been because in the heat of the game with a few minutes to go, instead of like lashing it from distance, they very methodically did what they always do. And Napoli, the thing, the biggest compliment I can give them is, and this is Atlanta before them in, in, a, in Serie A and Arsenal as well, they play the same way in the 90th minute and the 95th minute as they do in the first 95 seconds. That is, I think, the kind of legacy of what these great attacking teams are doing. And I think mm -hmm. Napoli belong in that class now. 13 points clear um, in Serie A after 20 games, 18 to go, so there's still plenty of football. But they're playing in such a way now, they've got to think about what they're going to do in the Champions League. They've, totally. got to go for it. they've got to go for it all this year. Totally. Just quickly before we move on to other Serie A stuff, breaking news from David Ornstein. Bayern Munich set to sign fullback Jao Cancelo on loan from Manchester City, likely to include buy option. Fucking hell. Ryan, that's absolutely huge. That's huge, We'll Ryan. talk about some transfer stuff later in the week because uh, the deadline is Tuesday night. But um, wow. Ryan, that's huge. Wow. Something's happened there. Something's happened there. Trouble in paradise, man. That's really bad. That's like something's mm -hmm. happened. Yeah. Um, so we'll wait and see what goes on there. Um, so Napoli top. They're, th what, 13 points top now? Let me consult the league table. 13, yeah, 13. Yeah. Yeah. Should we talk about Sass's win over Milan? Because we have to. Oh my God. This was pretty seismic. Three losses on the bounce. It's the derby next. It's Milan's worst defeat at home since 1997. Horrible. The, the one thing about this that was foreshadowed was the, damage, was the damage that Domenico Berardi was going to do because that man has been tormenting Milan since he came into Serie A. This man, I think he got, was it four? Sassuolo beat Milan. Their first game, their first uh, game, the first season back in the top flight. And mm. I think Berardi gets all four. And this goes alongside, I think, in his like personal hall of fame against Milan. He was spectacular against them. Milan get the early lead, but the goals disallowed uh, for offside. Jura is now the offside by a shoulder. They had two disallowed goals actually yeah, yeah. this game. Two very narrow disallowed offsides. Yeah, the range one was the same, right? But in between all of that, Sassuolo just did what they wanted. I and thought Jura was spiritually onside. It was, it was, it was. So is, so is Rebic. Giroud's header, by the way, which is fucking unbelievable. Every time Giroud scores a brilliant goal, I mutter to myself bleakly, he won't get credit for that. Yeah. Every time. <laughs> there are athletes in sport who are taken for granted. It's not even underrated anymore. It's taken for granted, 11. Yeah. And you have it, Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid, the NBA. Joel Embiid is taken for granted. Like the conversation about the MVP is all about other players, but Joel Embiid like doesn't get fanfare. constantly putting up numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Just stays pin at numbers. Sassuolo, I have to say this as well, um, they were spectacular. And mm. also, I don't want to sound harsh to say this, the injury to Mike Maignan is yeah, huge. Yeah, money, Mike, man, because Tatarasano has really struggled, I think, to um, convey that authority from the back. Mm. And you have it maybe with, you know, you look at Bayern as well, like Neuer being there as a presence. And um, this is not a criticism of summer at all. It's just, it's a big, it's a bigger thing. It's when there's leadership in certain parts of a pitch. Mm. You had a bit of a wobble on uh, Saturday. You had that booking for coming out and handling the ball, which I think a, 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 less, a less harsh ref would have, I mean, a less, what am I trying to say? A stricter referee yeah. may, have, uh, may have been a little bit harsher on him. Though, may have penalised that, yeah. I think that, um, yeah, so like Milan's defensive problems, Calabria, some of the defending for the, um, yeah, I think gave, conceded the penalty. Just a real, a real struggle for them. And I, for the first time, I look at them and go, because I thought, you know, like they'll bounce back against Sassuolo, but now they've got Inter next. Oh, that's a big derby, man. Probably having just lost them in while. the Super yeah. Having just lost them in the Super Cup. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, some more yeah. great German commentary on this, though, where when the second goal went in, because it was two in very quick succession, mm. had a little mention of the Sassuolo Express, which I like. Yes. But yeah, uh, I had a Divokarigi Tram Tour consolation as well. Yeah, it was. Absolute banger, yeah. Juve losing at home to Monza. The Juve are not in a good place. Pog was back on the bench. Uh, Monza had the ball in the back of the net. Was it about just after, just under 10 minutes, but called back for offside. Uh, took the lead again. And then the second goal was such poor defending. They just didn't really seem at it. I think this, understandably in a way, but it feels like the whole 
club is in a bit of a state of shock at the moment after the points deduction and the board resignings and stuff. And tricky place to be at the moment, man. Very much so. Um, Monza, good value for that win. And Monza above again, like Monza above. Um, and we know they've got the Berlusconi money, so it's not it's not a hashtag fairy tale. It's not like a Brighton fairy tale. But at the same time, when you see, you know, when you see Brighton above Liverpool in the league. Mm. And you see Monza by Juventus. Mm. Those are both fair reflections of just what those clubs are going through. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's not a knock on any club. It's just the yeah. way it is. They're going Definitely. through that. Um, Lazio Fiorentina was one all. and uh, Good point for Fiorentina in that. Was. Good point. Yeah, Lazio have been surging. And uh, your boys, your other boys, Atalanta beating Sam 2-0. Atalanta doing work. Inter beating Cremonese 2-1 away on Saturday as well. But um, let's quickly do a quick shout for La Liga. We're not going to focus too much on La Liga this Very weekend, quick, yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Real Madrid drawing with Real Sociedad at the Bernabeu. I thought Real Sociedad were really good in this game. They were really actually, good. Actually, I feel like they were very unlucky to be playing against 11 men for the whole game because how the hell Nacho stayed on the pitch, I have no fucking idea. And to be honest, it sounds like neither does anybody else. <laughs> neither did Nacho. And <laughs> it seems like they could, this could rumble on, you know, because he was on a booking and he basically puts his hands up and stops a player. I think it was, was it Eli Armendi? Mm. Um, back at his old stomping ground, taking a throw in. Just blocks it with his hands, like puts his hands up. Like it's a nailed on yellow card all day. Mm. It's not like, this isn't kind of like, well, you've seen him giving, you haven't. It's just like, no, 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 this isn't guaranteed nailed on yellow card. And yeah. I have no idea how that didn't happen. Fans of other La Liga clubs might be muttering to themselves. Some conspiracy, conspiracy but, theory. You know, <laughs> um, 15 minutes against 10 players, that Real Sociedad side, I wouldn't have fancied that if I was Real Madrid at all. Um, and I think they really got away with one because if Real had won that game, they would have been level on points for them in the table. Actually got to give a shout. While we're um, talking about Real Madrid, just a shout to Danny Ceballos in some of his form. Yeah, he's, he's been doing really well. Brilliant. Been brilliant. Yeah, just a good result for Barcelona that the nil nil draw. Uh because they got a one nil win over Girona, thanks mm. to a strike from Pedri. Uh that was a good win for Barcelona because Girona were good. They were defending really well. And um yeah, the the only bad news for Barcelona is that well Pedri started the game on the bench, came on for his man and Dembele after about twenty five minutes, went on with an injury. Um so I'm not I haven't seen the latest. But um no, me neither, yeah. yeah. Uh, one quick thing in Spain, just a quick shout out for Barcelona for Mani, who won their fifty first league game in a row uh, we mentioned the other day after their 50th that it was they were the first side ever to do it but I forgot to mention Arsenal's women's record of 51 back in 2005 to 2008 I should have mentioned that the other day sorry about that I kind of assumed that, that the difference was that this is now because the everything's fully professional whereas before it wasn't but yeah Barcelona have now won their 51st straight after beating Tenerife 6-0 on the weekend um, Squirtly in Liga, PSG drew with Rem, one all. Late, late equaliser. Late goal from uh, Bollerin Balagoon. Putting his name in lights. And it was a bit of draws galore this weekend. Marseille drawing with Monaco, and Lons beating with, uh, drawing away at Troy. So, as you were at the top of the league, or top four all drawing. Anything else you want to shout out or should we should we leave it there? That's it, actually. That's all I've... Oh, can we just have a quick shout out for the possibility that Mar- uh, Marcelo Bielsa might be going to coach the US men's national side? And if it happens, then I will start doing some kind of like... Conception. TV charging by the you minute football predictions thing. I'll become yeah, like yeah. a football evangelist. <laughs> so that's what I was trying I to say. I can't believe we haven't got that already. I can't believe we haven't already got a guise of that already, one of your variants. Just call 0800 Catfish. That's 0800 Catfish and we will oh read your God. football talent card. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a phone, don't call that number because I don't know where it goes. I'm not taking responsibility. <laughs> 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 Incredible. Incredible. Uh, what a silly show. Do you know why? Why is that? It's a silly sport, Musa. It's a ridiculous sport. It's absolutely, it's absolutely ridiculous. It's yeah, so yeah. silly. Yeah. Anyway, let's get out of here. We hope everyone's staying safe, staying well. Uh, we'll be back with you later in the week. We'll talk some transfer stuff and other bits of football. No Wright's House on Tuesday, remember, but Wright's House is back on on Friday. And um, yeah, I think that's everything. Stadio Arch was playing on Spotify. Speaking of which, playing out on an absolute beaut from Stanislas Toan called Awau.
Uh, it's uh, the Raphael top secret edit. Anything you would like to add, Musa Kwonga? Oh, can I, one last thing. Huge thank you to Jacob Stack, uh, who did some beautiful art based mm. on his listening to Stadio. Um, we have wonderful listeners, and Jacob sent some beautiful art that arrived this morning for Ryan and I, some prints. And I will confess that I was almost in tears. And actually, if I'd been as emotional as I was last night, uh, just checking out some poetry yesterday evening, I would have been in tears. It was really, really beautiful. Um, and it will take pride of place when I eventually get stuff framed. I'll put it up. It's really, really lovely. So thank you so much, Jacob. Yeah, thanks, And Ryan, Jacob. I'll give you your prints next time I see you. But yeah, they're really lovely. Top man. Thank you, listeners. Yeah, great thanks, people. Jacob. Yeah, yeah. Great people. And when Musa says we have some great listeners, he doesn't mean all of you. <laughs> you know you are. So listen, <laughs> listen. You know, you know who the terrors are. Listen, we won't name names. Do you know what I love about that? Is if you, ever, you never call anyone out by name, and they're kind of like, oh, they, they all know. They they, no, they know. They know because you know what it is. They're, they're always because the ones that write to you, oh, you're talking about me, aren't you? And they're like, you know what this is. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you're if you're getting in touch, then you probably already know the answer. See, that's exactly. what I mean. Just call eight hundred catfish and find out if you are one of those. <laughs> uh, we're only teasing much love everyone we'll be back later in the week yeah see you then <laughs> <laughs>